Naked Podcast, where we strip down all the layers of insecurity in order to have open and honest conversations about all things surrounding love and money. We're your hosts, Ama and Saeed Shabazz. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of oh, Let's, Let's Get, Get Naked. Naked. Okay, shh, you don't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this is my show. Okay. <laughs> no, actually it's Saeed's show today. Um... <laughs> So, Saeed and I, we talk, honey. <laughs> we talk about everything. Everything? Now, now we do. <laughs> <laughs> so, today is going to be just focused on me asking Saeed a bunch of questions that have, you know, pretty much come up in the past. He has a lot of friends that ask, you know, how did he know, um, you know, coming from his past, how did he know? that it was time to settle down. And so we thought we'd sort of get into that for you guys, answer some questions. All right, you ready, babe? I'm ready, let's go. All right, so, first question. Okay. When did you know you were ready to give up your boyish ways <laughs> and become a man and truly commit to me? Um, when you say me, I'm assuming you're talking about me. You. Okay, you, okay. Uh, <laughs> when did I know? You know what? It wasn't, I honestly can't put a pinpoint on a day, a moment, a situation. Um, really? Yeah, it, it just, because for for me, when we got together, ours, I don't know if you agree with this, but it kind of, it was kind of fast-tracked in an odd way. What was? Our whole relationship, like we met in... October, mm-hmm. Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, I basically stayed with you in December uh, for like, was it November? It was December for like three, two, three weeks. Yeah. No, um, it was in December. Because um, you were about to move out. Your lease was yeah, up. Yeah, my lease was up. Someone was that? I think it was November. It was no, November. Okay, November. Right before Thanksgiving. That's right. Yes. Yep. So, met you in October, stayed with you for like two, almost three weeks in November. Mm-hmm. We moved in together in April. Right. Um, we moved in in March. It was March. March. Okay, so we got meet in October, mm-hmm. stay together <laughs> in November, officially move in together in March. Okay, I see your point. You know what I'm saying? So everything was kind of fast tracked. Yeah, um, yeah. So honestly, it's all a blur as far as what defining moment. Because even when I moved in, like we were dating, but it was it still wasn't like. I'm your boyfriend, you're my girlfriend type deal. Mm-hmm. That came... Like a couple months in. Yeah, and then once we were dating exclusively, shortly after that, I was like, I don't see any reason to be with anybody else. So my... I think when you asked me, uh, or when we talked about being uh, monogamous uh, and being committed to one another, mm-hmm. shortly after that, it was... It was... I was like, yeah, this is it. So to answer your question, when did I know when I took all of the distractions off the table? Okay. Well, when did you want to when did you know that you wanted to take the distractions off the table? You get what I'm saying? Like cuz the distractions were plenty. They were, but <laughs> was that a part of the question? No, okay. but this is just <laughs> something I inserted cuz I want to know. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go let's circle back. Let's finish the amplifier. All right. Put a so, pin on it. Okay. Hopefully I remember. Do you ever feel tempted to go back to your old ways? 
full transparency, the urge does come up. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just like if you're fasting, you get the urge for hunger. Like, you know, you're not supposed to eat. So what's going to be more important? Mm -hmm. uh, so I do get the urge. I, I might see somebody I'm like, damn, she's cute. Or like, wow, she got body. Whatever the case is. What helps me to not revert back to taking action mm -hmm. is I play this game in my head. Well, well, first thing I do is I understand and appreciate everything you bring to the table. Mm -hmm. So that's I, I start with that. So I see somebody like, yeah, it's fine. And I break down, you know what I'm saying? Long hair, whatever her, her setup is, I break it down. And then I go, she probably don't. She probably don't cook or <laughs> her fart. This is crazy. Just, I know. <laughs> Buckle up, though. I'll be like, her farts probably stink. My baby farts don't stink. <laughs> or like, God. <laughs> she probably don't speak her mind or, you know, she might be too talkative. Like, I'll just go down the list of things that, that you don't do uh -huh. that would definitely piss me off. Uh -huh. And then I'm like, you might be fine, but. You got your flaws, and I like my wife's flaws, so I'm good. Uh -huh. So that keeps me from going there. But I do, the acknowledgement I think is important. Don't, to pretend like other people aren't attractive, for me, it, it's, that, as I'm caging in. It's a not beast, even logical. Yeah, it, it's, I'm suppressing something, and then at some point it's going to explode. So I'd rather just express it, acknowledge it, like, damn, she's bad, but I'm good. Uh -huh. You know? Ha, okay. huh, bad and good. <laughs> Do you feel like you gave up your independence entirely? What do you mean? When you committed, decided to be in a committed relationship, do you feel like you completely gave up your independence? That question is, is one of those weird ones to me, but I'll answer it as, you know, society acknowledges it and say, at first, yes, because there were things that I thought that could exist mm -hmm. or our character traits and things that I thought that I could do behaviors that I thought that I can carry on and be in a relationship that uh, I had to realize had to be let, let go of. What were some of those things? Uh, we'll circle back. To, well, you know, I, I hate it now. Um, friends, um, and not even female friends, just friends, period. The person, the husband that I want to be in the stage that I'm in, my focus is my wife, not my friends. Um, and it took me a long time to get there. I was like, my friends built me since day, since college, since whenever. And you get married and you realize, and I, I think it's important for all marriages to have that focus. But at the same time, it's, it's case by case. So right. there's no one way. Uh -huh. um, you're an, our personalities are so different that I'm an, I'm an extrovert, you're an introvert. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to want to go out and hang out all freaking night. Right. No matter how long we're together, your cap may be three hours and that's it for you, right? And that's that. So that balance, sometimes you may, you're not going to come with me because I know I'm going to be there all night. Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes I need you to come with me so I can get in and say my highs and get on, you know? Mm -hmm. And then sometimes we just, we'll play it by ear. But, um, what was the question? I feel like I need <laughs> Do you feel like you gave up your independence? Oh, the independence, yes. Um, so my independence as far as me maneuvering the way I maneuver with no responsibility, yeah, I definitely gave that up. But it was worth it. The trade-off was, was, was worth it. Mm. So if you were to do it all over again, would you change anything? 
Mm -mm. No. And I'm not proud of everything that I've done, but I wouldn't change anything because even some of the mistakes I made um, with you and before you mm -hmm. are the, the, the reminders that I have to say, hey, remember when you did that last time, bro? You didn't like the way that felt or you had to, you know, kind of dip and die. Like whatever the repercussion was of the action, I remember that so that way I don't repeat that action again. Mm -hmm. So would I change it? No, because I wouldn't. I wouldn't have that to stop me. Okay. Okay. What is the best, what was the best part of, um, best and worst part of being single? Uh, best and worst. Uh, best was, I love, even to this day, I love meeting people. Absolutely love meeting people because I am, I'm a sponge and I love to learn new things. So because you're not me, you automatically have a perspective that I don't have. Mm -hmm. Even if we agree, the way you say it might provoke a different thought in me, right? Mm -hmm. And that's just on a general scale. Uh, but with women, I love meeting women because we, every, again, everybody has a different story. And as an artist, I don't know, I, I love hearing stories because in my mind I create a picture. So it just, I don't know. Meeting people uh, and uh, making people happy. I, I really enjoy um, that aspect of, of my single life. I feel like I can make more people happy. I'm like, yeah, we could. <laughs> I don't know how to. I really don't care. I was about to say, I was say, you know, you know, I want to ask, like, making people happy how? Exactly. I know. Hmm. And in, in all areas, um, sexually, emotionally, physically, um, I tend to, I bring an energy into a relationship, whether it's romantically or professionally or friendship, I bring an energy and I know that about myself. My desire to learn and eagerness to learn mixed with my social personality and my sarcasm and my humor, what, every, all of that together, I am an energy that when I'm with somebody who likes my energy, they love it, right? So it's easy for me to have allow people to put their guard down. It's a movie called Good Luck Chuck. And everybody, <laughs> he, he would get with a girl. And after they were done, the next guy would be her husband. So he was like the gateway to women's husbands. I, not quite that, but I felt like when I was with any woman, the thing that I loved was I gave people permission to be themselves. That is one thing that you do that I absolutely love. Like, um, that's why it's one thing that makes it easy for me to be with you is because you do, you do give me permission to be completely me. Now you might rein me in every now and then. <laughs> well, that's my problem. I mean, I'm, I'm a silly, so I'm definitely gonna joke about it. But I think it's important. When I grew up, my mother, my parents, my family, we were really big on you know, be you, even if it's weird, even if people don't like it. Is you and 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 that's a, that was very attractive to me because that was what I was missing growing up. I couldn't mm -hmm. just you know, it was not be you. It's like you're supposed to be like this, mm -hmm. you know. And so that the freedom that you gave me to you know be as silly as I want to be or, you know, <laughs> as rah rah as right. I want to be. <laughs> um, that that was very attractive to me about you. So that's what I missed about being. Uh, 
single or having my quote-unquote freedom. Mm -hmm. Being a bachelor, basically, I, I miss that aspect. Mm -hmm. uh, because that's one thing that I always heard from people that I dated. Like, oh, my God, you didn't judge me. I was able to just be me. I'm like, why would you be anybody else? It sounds stressful. Mm -hmm. uh, the worst part was uh, every time was the heartache. Yeah. I don't do well, or I didn't do well with confronting conflict. So when it got to that point where it was kind of plateaued and I'm like, all right, I'm about to, it's time for me to go. Oftentimes I would either cheat to create the distance or just get ghost. And that's not a great quality to have. It's very cowardice. I, I will admit that. And that's something that I don't wish I had, I had done differently because it, it, I needed that to get me here. But I, I'm not proud of it. It's just, it's just what it is. But that was always something that I hated. Because I always wanted to, you know, if I'm like, be yourself, be your be your best you, and you're like, okay, I'll be myself. I think I love you. And I'm just like, ah, yikes. Mm. I hear you. I received that. And and then it's like, I got to thank you for sharing. Mm. Unfortunately, you know, that whole deal. And, you know, I have sisters. I have a mother. I have a female friend. So I never wanted to see a woman hurt. But I also knew it sounds real cold, but hear me. It's not my problem. I'm not there. I could force myself, but then it's not going to be honest, right? So mm -hmm. that was the worst part. Okay. So what's the best and worst part of being married? Uh, best part is having one person to confide in that that's just... Like when people say, you're my rock, I don't think... I could pick up a rock and throw it. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think you're my rock. I would say you are my foundation. Um, you gonna get something tonight? Damn. <laughs> this episode's brought to you in part by. <laughs> oh get some. Uh -huh. No, um, but yeah, I, I think that's something that I've always wanted, and every day, like you, just constantly just confirm. And I mentioned this earlier to you that the thing that I think makes us special is that we're constantly trying to, or we're consciously looking to please one another right mm -hmm. we're always in we're always considerate of each other yeah. when we're thinking what we want um it gets frustrating sometimes because like hey which one are you i don't know what you want I'm like, it's whatever babe what you want what do you want i'm like yo <laughs> pick what you want fam i'm like i know what you want just say it i'm not gonna say mm -hmm. it. but that's one of the fun little banters that we have but i would i would i think that's the best part um and then for me in our relationship i was telling my friend this earlier uh paisley i was like um not only are you my wife, but you're my business partner. And you're also my roommate. And then you're my friend. You know, And on good days, recently, you've been my workout partner. So it's always, it's just like you're a part of every facet of my life. Mm -hmm. And you're not a nuisance. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I know some couples need separation and need to get away from each other, which is fair. Everybody operates differently, so there's no one way. Right. But the key is understanding. And I love that. You know, and we always check in with each other. You know, yeah. so I was like, hey, am I too much? You need a minute. And because of our foundation being honesty, being mm -hmm. 100 with each other, it's easy to have that dialogue because it's a constant check in. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I just, I need a minute. I'm going to zone out. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take this or train I'll down to like, Long Beach. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go for a run, He'll whatever go. the case is. I'm going to go holler at my boys. Or I'll be like, listen, I'm going to the park. Right. <laughs> Go do something real quick. Like, yeah. no, you can stay here. It's okay. 
and, and you know, no feelings of hurt. Everybody's cool. The worst part, <laughs> um, I don't know if I have a worst part. <laughs> I'm going to say this, and it's not going to be popular. Okay. Um, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's my truth. I'm speaking for somebody here. Okay. The worst part is, I would say, the monogamy. Mm. If I'm being 100% transparent. Mm -hmm. It's the worst part. But at the same time, that's the best part because we're constantly learning and growing. But I would say that's the worst part because sometimes, like, I go for some new box. (laughs) It's a random thought that happens, but again, out of maturity, you you do what you got to do. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Do you think you needed to go through that phase to become who you are, the man that you are today? Oh, absolutely. Why? Again, because the mistakes that I've made in the past have 100% literally helped me be, or forced me, I want to say forced me, has been my reminder to be a better person today. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, I've, I've hurt you know women in the past when it comes to just not being available emotionally uh, and wanting to protect myself. And that was just a defense mechanism, obviously, to, you know, or because I wasn't there. But, yeah, without without me being unfaithful, um, it, it wasn't all the time, like, I'm going to go out and look for it. Sometimes it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a friend, it's a coworker, it's, you know, somebody who just, whatever. And it just kind of happens. So those situations that just, quote, unquote, happen, now... As a, as a husband, I can see that situation and go, mm, this looks a lot like when I was dating so-and-so. So let me not do that. Nah, I think I'm cool on drinks. I'm, I'm good. I'm going to go home. Nah, I'm, I don't want lunch. It's okay. Yeah, no. Nah. Well, yeah, my, my wife and I, we, yeah. You want Okay, you want to meet up? For sure. Oh, just with me? Nah. You know what I mean? So just being, I had to go through those situations uh of infidelity in the past to be able to see the signs. Because again, my friendliness is sometimes a curse because I'm so cool with you. It's like, boom, boom, boom. And if you're playing it cool until we get one-on-one, I'm like, wait, where did this come from? If I didn't have that experience, I wouldn't know the signs. So. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing because sometimes you still don't. You need my ass to check your ass. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Justin. All right. Now, did your faith play a part in your decision to get married? Absolutely. How so? Absolutely. Uh, being Muslim, it's, it's half of your religion to get married. And that is because in order for a community to grow, procreation needs to happen. Sex, kids. But if people are just having sex willy-nilly, there's chaos, there's you know just a lot of stuff going on. So... Marriage protects you from a lot of, you know, the sins of the earth, right? Uh, less than after your, your neighbor's spouse or, you know, the Ten Commandments, you know, all of that. So, and then just growing up, man, like, <laughs> I would go to youth retreats and youth camps and, you know, Muslim camps and all of that stuff. And it was always, it wasn't arranged marriage, but it's like, you know, you're getting of age. Are you interested in anybody? Let's talk to their parents. I'm just like, that sounds very formal. I just want to meet somebody and click. I don't really want to do this whole community meeting. That's a bit much. I understand the importance of it, but it just seemed very impersonal to me. So I always wanted to get married because I I saw couples and I saw 
my my mother and my father, my uncle and my aunt, I, I saw marriage as a strength. Mm -hmm. And I knew that in marriage, like is is it's a foundation. Mm -hmm. If I if I date somebody for <laughs> seven years and then don't get married, that, that's seven years gone, and I gotta start over with somebody else and no tell how, you know, and then I'm a creative person, so I start getting ideas, and I wanna collaborate because the way I work, I need somebody with structure, but if I keep switching them up every two to three years or six to eight months, I can't build anything. And I didn't know it then, but being with you now, it's like, there's no way I could have done this single because I needed this structure. Mm -hmm. And if I was single, I probably would have tried to fuck my business partner in <laughs> drama. So. And now you can. Now I, can, I get that perk. Look at God. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> Sending my business partner in the form of a wife, so I ain't gonna worry about that. <laughs> uh, and again, it's very case by case. Everyone is different. But for me, I needed that structure and it worked. Mm -hmm. So, um, did I answer the question? Uh, I think so. All right, cool. So I asked you before, um, when did you know you wanted to remove the distractions? Um, <laughs> again, uh, being forced to grow up, mm -hmm. um, when you made, when you made it a point, right? And it's something I think is important. Um, you told me like hey look I'm not doing all this back and forth I'm not trying to be somebody's other chick if you want to be with me you want to be with me if not you don't and you kind of left it at that so you, you didn't say it was over you know? oh yeah I did no you didn't yeah babe you I said did. that in your head you didn't I told that. you that no you didn't mm, uh, 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 do we need to go back and rehash the whole entire day that happened <laughs> we were both crying in the movie theater. Jesus <laughs> Because I was like, I'm done. I'm talking about Popeyes. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, Popeyes was yeah different. Exactly. Thank you. We have we have locations for situations, <laughs> obviously, right? Um, <laughs> but when you when you you know when we had that conversation is when I really had to analyze what I wanted and from who and how I wanted it. Um, I had, um, at that time I had options, <laughs> I had options and I really just had to weigh all my options and go, okay, pros and cons. Uh, when breaking down my pros and cons for you, it, there weren't, my biggest con with you, let's put this in context. Remember, I got here in no, uh, September, met her on Halloween, stayed with her for like three weeks in uh, before Thanksgiving, and then we moved in in March, right? So September, October, November, December, January, February, March. Six months I had known this woman. Six months. And? I'm not a, listen, I don't I don't jump quick. I need, if we're going to be here together. Okay, so let's, 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 let's do this now. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. Here we go. So I found out he was dating somebody else. I asked him, I was just like, uh, no, actually, he told me he was single. And so I, when I found out you were dating somebody else, I was like, what, 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 what? And honestly, my friends had to tell me, like, you're not 
you know, in a committed relationship. So what is the problem? Because I thought it was a problem. I thought it was a huge problem. Like, how can you, how dare you like see me and see somebody like what? She was like that. And my friend was like, that's what dating is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's old school over here. I, I, I guess I am because in my mind, 1959, in my <laughs> mind, you dating me, there is nobody else. What? Mm-hmm. What? No. So, <laughs> I, I I had a huge problem with it. And so that was like maybe, because it was after your birthday. So it was like, but it was before Christmas. Mm-hmm. So a couple months in, yeah. roughly. And then you, you were like, uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm dealing with this situation. Give it a few months or like, just give me some time. I didn't say give it a few months. It, it took months, man. I didn't say give it a few months. You said give me some time. Okay. I said give me some time. So for me, some time means like, okay, a couple weeks. <laughs> I was like, listen, what we what we doing here? What are we doing? She I, and I was every time I was I was adamant because for me, okay, so I'm a Leo, okay. <laughs> you're dating me. You're not dating anybody else. There's nobody else because oh, I'm not gosh. coming in second to anybody, okay? Not happening. So it was very important for me that he get rid of anybody else that he was <laughs> even entertaining. That was not happening. I'm not being a uh, number two bitch to nobody. Like, no. Yeah, so I made it I made it a point to, like, really <laughs> hound him about it. She really did. The cold part, not to give you guys too much, but we're going to get naked here. She would stop me during sex. Like, mm-hmm. are you still with her? I'm like, no, this is not the time. This is not the time, famo. Because the answer is yes, but I'm not done. This is not the time. I sure would, and I stopped, and I would be like, okay, well, we can't do this, like, now. <laughs> With a straight face, I'm like, yo, seriously, in real life, like, right now, this is happening. You're doing this, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So she was super petty. I was, super I was, petty. because, like, no. And the cold part was, normally I'd be like, man, fuck it then, you got it. But I was so, inv- I don't know what it was about Ama during that time, but I was like, I can't stop trying to make this woman happy. Like, the hell is... And she's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? But I, I couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. So, when I say that I don't have a deciding moment when I knew I was in love with you, because through and through, I couldn't stop talking to you. Yeah. Ditto. Same here. So, it was it was one of those things where it's like, man, you get on my... And my home, <laughs> my home girl was like, you love her. I'm like, I don't love her. She's crazy. She get on my damn nerves. She goes... I bet you don't call him when we get done talking about her. I'm like, that's not the point. That's not what I'm talking about. And that was just my ego getting in my way because I wasn't getting my way. But it went both ways because her ego was definitely getting her way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. The nerve of her. Stop <laughs> sex. What is wrong with you? It's a sin. So, um, but yeah, that, that was my, um, yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, options. How, yeah. Um, How did you know you wanted to get So, when we moved in, I started um, shooting, you know, the little Instagram videos. And I knew a couple popping people. I knew Carrie and you know, some other cats that was making moves. Um, Jahan and them guys, Adrian. And they always had, like, random people coming over, random females. And women would be beautiful. And I see it. I'm not blind. I'm like, hmm. Okay. 
then I would see the way they maneuvered in the group and that would turn me off. Because keep in mind, I'm, I'm like, I was 29 when I went there. Mm -hmm. I was 29. So I'm working with people who's like 25, 21, you know, younger 20s. And they're, you know, doing their thing out here. But it's like, I see you, you crowd surfing right now. You, you, you working your jellies. You, you feeling yourself. And you should. But I'm not. I'm past that part of my life. So I'm trying to think who was out here. I can't remember which one of my friends was out here first. But I came to L.A. when I was, in 2011 to visit. And I loved it. And I knew I wanted to come back. But for whatever reason, I knew I wasn't ready. And I guess what I had to get out of my system was the foolery. Because L.A. will suck you in. Any major city will suck you in and, you know, and spit you out. But I needed to come to L.A. with an understanding and with a focus. And I, I got that from being... I had to get frustrated in Atlanta to come to L.A. and be focused. So... um I say that to say with the distractions, it was there, but it was like, y'all fine, but y'all also a headache. Like, I already see, the, like, because of everything that I had gone through, the infidelity, the different women that I've been with, I see a situation and attach it to something that happened in my past and say, this looks a lot like that. I remember the outcome of that. Mm, it's not worth it. I'm good. So that's how I was able to euro step or sidestep the... Mm. Uh, the temptation. Got it. Okay. Okay. So let's go back to when you said um, the worst part of marriage was the monogamy mm -hmm. and that you can use a new box. Mm -hmm. Why? Um, <laughs> why? Why can I use? Uh, so I just feel like. A lot of men may feel like that, mm -hmm. and most women wouldn't understand what the hell you mean by that. I don't. So I just want you to sort of, yeah, clarify, I guess, what do you mean, why, all of that. So what I mean is, um, it's a phrase that, that's used in the, in the men, in the man community, uh, only thing better than, and part of my, I'm not on part of it. This is, we get naked. So, uh, only thing better than pussy is some new pussy, right? Um, only thing better than your, your current car is a new car. You know, only thing better than where you live now is a new house. So just the idea of something new, something unfamiliar, uh, that excitement of something new. Mm -hmm. Um, if you take the hunter mentality, we all know, understand that men are hunters um, mm -hmm. in our primal instinctual way. So as hunters, you always want, you're always thinking about your next kill, your next hunt, right? So when you're monogamous or when you're in a relationship, that aspect of it is, is, is gone. Um, now, there are ways that you can spice it up. That's why they say, you know, keep your relationship fresh, you know, uh, be spontaneous you know, switch up your routine. And that's one way to, you know, to kind of keep it new. But the, just the idea of quote unquote new box, you know, getting with someone new, having a new sexual partner, that experience is, you know, creates a level of excitement. And 
that part is is no longer there. Does that make sense? Um, I I get that. Yeah. So the hunter mentality that you men have is that only to be applied to sex, or could it be applied in other areas of your life? What do you mean? Meaning, like now that you're a man and you got new responsibilities. Can you be a hunter in other ways as far as like looking for opportunities for things, for, for, for betterment, for you and your family? You get what I'm saying? Most, like Most definitely. Does it only have to apply to sex? Uh, no, you can definitely channel that energy and, and place it elsewhere, uh, just like anything else. Like I said about um, my fitness, you know, when I got active, I was able to, when I got frustrated, I would exercise. Uh, it goes the same way. You know, you can take that same energy that you would into um, finding a new mate, a new sexual mate, and apply that to your current relationship. You can really just kind of double down in, with the person that, you, that you're with and be spontaneous. And, you know, that creates a, a element of, okay, well, I would normally do this, so let me just do it with her. Hey, babe, let's go to the bar. I'm going to let you go in first. I'm going to come in with a role play. Like, those type of things step in and offer a uh, an avenue to channel that sexual energy into the person that you're with. Or um, some people are more creative, you know. Um, some people find other opportunities, other hobbies. So, yeah, it can be channeled in other ways. Okay. I just wanted to get clarity. Thank you. Appreciate it. Not a problem. So, <laughs> this one is boys to men, right? Uh -huh. the, the evolution. The evolution of Saeed <laughs> leaving his boyish ways and becoming a man. It, was, it wasn't easy. No, I take that back. It actually was easy. Was it? It, it was. Because it's, on my end, it didn't feel like it. It felt like I was dragging, dragging you, kicking and screaming. <laughs> it, it only it, it only was that because when I met you, I was still seeing somebody in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And I told you to be patient. Mm -hmm. I'm going to end it. I just need time because, you know, I had other arrangements. Full transparency. When I left LA, she let me keep my stuff in her uh, garage. And I was like, I'm not going to break up with her while I'm out here so she could burn my stuff. That's stupid. I have valuable stuff there. And I ended up still... You know, whatever. I think she gave it to Goodwill or something. I don't know. A lot of good stuff, man. Anyway, but I wanted, I tried to preserve that long enough so I can go at least retrieve my stuff so it wasn't destroyed. Mm -hmm. um, not saying she destroyed it, but I, I, I understand how, you know, matters of the heart can make people irrational. But once I ended it with her, I was, I was all in. Again, like I said, once I locked it in with you, it was it was clear. Mm -hmm. It was almost like being home stretched. Like I'm running that last lap. I see the finish line. I right, bet I'm there. I just had to get through everything else. But prior to LA, I really think moving out here was a it was a pilgrimage for me almost because I drove out here from Atlanta by myself. But I had my my group, my support group, my friends, my family with me the whole ride because I was documenting the trip. 
I was calling people on the way. People were calling me because they saw my post. Like, bro, where you at now? Blah, blah, blah. So I had people to talk to to keep me up. Um, and then some of y'all called like, yo, I'm going to call you in like five hours. I know I'm be tired. I need you to keep me up. They're like, I bet. So it was, it was good to feel that support from my friends and family. And I think that transition, because I'm from born in Florida, grew up in Alabama, was in Atlanta. So everything was right there. There was no big move. But when I moved to L.A., that was like a very grown up thing for me to do. It was a very mature move. Uh, granted, I had a bunch of friends and some family in L.A., but I was moving by myself and across the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's something that I had never done before. I drove to Ohio before for work, but that was anyway. So I think that was the beginning of my trans my transformation into being a man. I don't want to say a man. Independent man. Being independent. <laughs> uh, I had one girlfriend in high school from ninth from junior year to till I graduated high school, um, mm-hmm. and I cheated. And in high school, you're still a boy, so I continued my boyish ways until. Well, no, that's not true. I continue my boys' ways, and then out of high school, my freshman year in college, like the second semester, I was engaged. Maybe, no, I think the first year. Anyway, but I was engaged um, on and off all throughout college to the same person. But it was always, she was out of state. Um, She lived in Florida and then moved to Atlanta. But because of that, because I always had her to fall back on, no disrespect to her, she's an amazing person, but I always knew anybody I dated, it was always in the back of my mind, I'm like, you're just for now. Like, she's going to be the one I marry because the similarities. She was Muslim and she was black. That's all I needed. Mm. <laughs> black Muslim, cool, <laughs> in there. Uh, and she was dope. Like, that's not all she offered. She was definitely an amazing person, is an amazing person. But with the people that I was dating, I was like, yeah, y'all are just right now. She's who I'm going to marry. Until we had a final fallout. And that's when I got my heart broken. My boys know about this. I, uh, <laughs> They low-key had an intervention for me. Because when we broke up, I just became a savage. I was just, I went on like a, a, a sexcapade almost. Um, because I was numb emotionally. But I, I, I was acting out sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, my boys were like, it was... Almost an official intervention. And they were like, bro, you wildin', dog. Like, you doing your thing, but you wildin', bro. What's up? And, you know, the macho of me was like, man, I'm good, bro. I'm just living my best life. YOLO, right? This is like in 2006. I was so like, how old were you? Maybe not YOLO, but, you know, you get what I'm saying. How old were you? Though? I was, um, I might have been 23 okay. when that happened. When we, uh, 22, 23, when we split. And it was a problem. <laughs> but I needed that. Mm-hmm. I needed to feel that loss from somebody. Because for at that point in time, she was my rock. Mm-hmm. And everybody else was, you know, whatever was passing. But I got my rock. And when my rock quit on me, I was like, okay, I'm her solo. And then I started toying with the idea. Uh, me and my cousin would do this, my cousin Robert. We would toy with the idea. We had an uncle, uh, God rest his soul who had never been married, didn't have any children. And we were like, he's successful. Bumper, we'll be like Uncle So-and-so. I'm not going to call his name. Uh, hmm. 
Like we'll be like Uncle So and So. Yeah, he ain't never been married. We can never whatever. So it's, that's an option. That's a viable option. Bet. Uh, but every time I got in a relationship after that, it was like I would toy with the idea. Like, could this be the one? And whatever signs I saw that showed otherwise, you know, whatever. But my so again, I carry my high school behavior into my adulthood. Um, <clears throat> and then even after college, um, I got engaged, well, pseudo-engaged, I guess. We talked about marriage, and I was committed, and I put myself in a lot of situations that I would have never put myself in. Goodness gracious. Like what? Oh, my God. I, uh... <laughs> so, I guess I can sound prideful, but I think that's... Whatever. I, prideful. So, we were dating, and she came to a, a little pool function with me with a... a female friend of mine and she had gone over with my female friend they were at the grill or something and some guys came over talking to him and she was just chopping it up yippy yippy you know what I'm saying looking a little flirty I was like bet I went over I spoke to the dude I'm like I'm out and I left and she's like wait what do you mean you're out I roll with you I'm like well you like having a good time I'm out I was legit gonna leave her there with dude like listen because I don't the thing that I I, I can't stand I can't stand to see a dude Fight with another dude over a girl. Stupid. I can't stand to see women fighting with women over a guy. Stupid. If you got her, bruh, that's all you. You got her. The hell I look like fighting you for it. Anyway, so she came downstairs. She was yelling at me like, how you just gonna leave me? I came with you, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, but you look like you were having a good time. Just just have at it. And I'm gonna notice it about me. I don't do public disputes. That's not my thing. If you wanna talk, you better smile till we get in the car. Because we're not doing this back and forth in public. Like, that's crazy. Nah. This is a personal problem. We're going to keep it personal. <laughs> but we were, like, right there, like, toe-to-toe -to -toe going at it. And people like, yo, chill. And because I'm already there, it was just like, fuck it, I'm here. Hey, man, mind your goddamn business. And then it turned into that. Nothing happened. Like, no fight or anything broke out. But I turned into that guy. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? Um... So again, completely out of character. <laughs> oh man, it, it, that's just one of, of many. Anywho, but being with her in that space at that point in time, I needed that because I realized what it took to get to that buildup. Mm -hmm. So now with me, you have issues. I'm like, I'm gonna go for a run. I'm a, you know, I, I put myself in a space where I can effectively get it out to the point or so that it doesn't affect negatively anybody else around me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just that type of awareness is what I got from past relationships, going through situations. Also, not running from problems. I would, uh, if there was an issue, I would just be like, you know what? I'm cool. Because in the back of my mind, I always knew there's millions on top of millions of women out here. Why well, am I going to argue with you? We don't see eye to eye. Cool, we can we can split. Let's call it a wrap. But that was my lack of commitment and I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, and also my 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 dislike of confrontation. Mm -hmm. Like I love playful confrontation. We could banter all day. I I love the joke. Let's do it. But the minute you take it seriously, I'm like, okay, hold on. You all right? What's wrong with you? What did I say to hurt your feelings? Let's talk about it. And I give you two of those. If you still want to be in your feelings, I'm like. All right, now I'm going to be an asshole. Yeah. I, I do want to resolve the issue because I understand 
that if I did something hurt your feelings, I need to rectify it. But if I hurt your feelings and you want to be in your feelings instead of talking about it, okay, now now I'm just going to throw that to the side and here's the asshole. Again, growth uh-huh. is necessary, but that's who I was. And that was my defense mechanism because you could hurt me physically, but if I allowed you to hurt me emotionally, uh-huh. that means you're too close. And if you hurt me, that means you don't love me. Like, I attach those to, to it. So if you can hurt me emotionally, I need to either keep you at a certain distance or I need to let you go. Okay. Or I need to 100% trust you. And it's something that we talked about. I was like, listen, my guys, if if I like, if I'm talking to a chick and my guy wants to get with her, go for it. I'd rather lose her than lose you because loyalty is rare. Mm-hmm. And if she wanted to dip out, she's going to dip out anyway. That was always my logic. Until she's my wife, even then, if you can get her, get her. Because I need to know that she can't be trusted. So it's kind of like a, uh, a code that me and my friends had. But I, um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust women out of, only because I saw my friends get their hearts broken. And I've, I committed to myself. I was like, I'll never be that guy on the couch eating ice cream, crying over a chick, leaving voicemails. What? Cornball. But I understand. Now that I'm married, I'm like, yo, some, I told you, I'm like, I don't, I can't, I can't see a situation to where I'm like immediately, all right, this is over, I'm out. Hmm. Unless you try to harm me, I don't see a situation to where I'm just like, all right, bet, right, you gotta go. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't foresee it based on who I'm with, who you are. Um, but I would never give people the opportunity, oh, I'm sorry, I would never give women the opportunity to get that close to me. Because once you're there, you already know everything. Like, I'm already open book. I could tell you about general stuff. That's nothing. But when I start telling you about, like, really deep emotional things that I've been through, my intimate thoughts, and like, that's too much. You know too much. Either. So either you're going to be here forever. And if you are, and I know you're not my wife, then you're not my friend or my sister. If we bang, you're not my sister. So you're not my friend. You still know too much, so... You know, I had to, I, that was my way of protecting myself. Right. One thing I want to, I want to share with, with our audience is as that guy who did everything in his power to protect his heart, really, I was telling, um, we talked about this, what, yesterday, a day or two ago? Well, it depends about, on what you're talking about. <laughs> about if this is what being in love really is, I've never been in love yes. before. Yes, yeah. Right? Yeah. I thought I've been in love a couple of times, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what it truly was until I, I, I was with you. Mm-hmm. And not even in the beginning. In the beginning, we were still figuring shit out. Like now, I feel like we're in a we're in a groove. Mm-hmm. And every day, I, I said this to you this morning. Every day is like I find another reason to love you more. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 really it's it's free fall. It's free fall. Um, if you've ever jumped off a cliff or a skydived or rode a roller coaster, it's that first drop. It's like, oh shit! <laughs> but you know that roller coaster is coming back up. Right. The only things we love, you don't know. The thing that we um, don't talk about enough in our society is the work ethic that goes into marriage, mm-hmm. that goes into a relationship, right. and that's. That's what I was missing as a boy because I took the school approach. Mm-hmm. 
do enough to get to a get passing high. grade, mm -hmm. and then I'm out. In a relationship, I would do enough to make the woman I, that I was with happy, and then I was it. And by the time I was, in all transparency, by the time I was 20, I had kind of mastered it to the point that I could just be on autopilot and kind of just swag my way through it, you know, because I was tall and I was fit and whatever, whatever. But that wasn't enough and it wasn't, let me take that back. It wasn't enough to be the person that I am today, but it was what I needed to do to one, get that out of my system and two, to prove to myself that I could be better. Because I look at what I used to do and I look at what I do now, I'm like, I was really, I was really phoning it in, but I was half-assing my ass off. So if you, I know in my earlier days, I, I, I never, I don't want to say I look for perfection as far as a total package, but I did look for perfection in communication, I'm sorry, effective communication affection, right? Somebody being affectionate with me the way that I want them to be. And what would I say the third would be? I, those are like my two majors. So communi effective communication and affection. Mm -hmm. I, I would say drive too. Because mm -hmm. I, I had an ex in college who was dope. Like she was amazing, but she was okay. Or she voiced that she was okay with where I was. And I knew that that was bare minimum. Mm -hmm. So because she voiced her um, she okayed it. I, it, that was like, that's a red flag. You okay with my mediocrity? Nah, I can't. I need somebody who's going to push me. And I didn't even know what I was asking for until I got with you. But <laughs> I didn't, I, I needed that. I need that. Mm -hmm. Um, so a couple things I want to leave you guys with. One is when you're creating your list, focus on the intangibles for those my, my friends who know me my guys anyway predominantly i'm a boob guy that's my thing i ain't my, got no boobs my baby got back i ain't got no boobs my baby got back <laughs> you know what i mean so like the physical is gonna it might waver here and there but the intangibles the way we communicate our openness our frankness like just being straight up with it and we'll, we'll hash it out later, man. But just, I, I know that I don't have any questions because you told me how you feel. I don't have to ask you how you feel and to check in with you later and to talk to you tomorrow. It's like, no. If we, hey, babe, how you, you good? Mm, no. Nah. You want to talk about it now? You need a minute. I need a minute. Cool. We can have that dialogue because we've, we've established that, A, in the beginning, and B, we understand that we're not going to process it the same time, the same way. But that's what we, we, we created that foundation. And the way it was created was when we met, we were very transparent. But we didn't let that scare each other off. Well, I didn't. It didn't scare me. Have you seen him still here? <laughs> so. And I know everybody is different. I know some people wear their feelings on their sleeves and some people feel like they need to pacify their spouse, whether it be the male or the female, or if it's the same gender uh, couple, you know, one versus the other. But the person that you want to be 
the most honest with you is the person that you're laying next to. Mm-hmm. Of course, I was talking to Jarrell, my boy uh, Jarrell. And I told him, I was like, yo, for the longest, my mom was my number one. For the longest. I didn't think somebody could take my mom's spot. I'm like, yo, my mom, number one, everybody else, number two. Um, I have to remind myself to check on my mom. And it's, it's not, that's you know, I'm working on that as well. But I say that to say, that shocked the hell out of me. When my mom was like, I ain't talked to you in a while. I'm like, really? Damn. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, snap, I'm going to bypass my mom. That's wild. And it's not even like she wanted that title or, you know, she fought for it. Because her and my mother have a great relationship as well. But it just kind of happened because I'm so invested in this person. And it's scary, freeing, and fun to realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would do in the past was, though, I would realize it and then pull back. Right. Versus pour into it more and say, hey, I'm talking to you more than I'm talking to my mom. So she can say, okay, I'll remind you to call your mom. You know, so now it's, it, it's a team up. So now that's double love for my mom. So it's, it's not always like, oh, this is too much. I got to pull back, blah, blah, blah. No, just be transparent with the person that you're with. Again, in my past, I wouldn't because that's too, that's too intimate. That's too personal. You know me too well. And that would scare me because if you know me that well, that means you can hurt me. Mm. But if you, if you live your life or if you live, period, not even your whole life, but at any point, in fear, you're not living, and it's, it's you're living in a jail yeah, right. because you're putting parameters and and blockades of where you can't can and can't go. Mm-hmm. So you can do what the hell you want. Mm-hmm. You just gotta give yourself permission to do it. And ever since I've given myself that permission, we've gone like leaps and bounds. I'm horrible with dates. She's great with dates. Mm-hmm. I know. Everybody's birthday now. We got that on lock. I'm cool because she got the calendar. We're good. You know, and that's something small, but that's an area in my life that I wasn't I wasn't strong in. So we're stronger together. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah, man. So I. Oh. This is something I want to share. Um, we don't realize. The language that we use day to day. I was talking with uh, <laughs> a friend of mine out in Texas who was moving to L.A., apparently. Um, and she said that uh, she was saying she was saying uh, very blocking words, right? Like can't and, you know, we won't and things like that. And when you tell yourself that something, someone or you can't is dead, um, and your mind won't allow you to create past that because you already committed to the fact that it won't or it can't. But when you say, how can I? Then your mind finds ways of making it happen, right? Um, I've been doing a lot of research, man, and the mind is boundless and endless. And you use as much as you want to, but you use it based on the language you use. What's up, baby? <laughs> I just remember having this conversation with you about using how can I? Mm-hmm. I'm glad you, you caught on. I couldn't have got that by myself. <laughs> I could have. It just would have been from a book. 
But no, but no, seriously, like, honestly, my one of my favorite books right now, The Four Agreements, I got from her. So when we um, say things like can't, uh, when we say things like niggas ain't shit, it's like you're, for one, what I'm not going to get into that, but <sighs> when you say vague general statements, you don't realize what you're doing to yourself. You're creating a blockade in yourself. So every time you meet a nigga, um... You on in the back of your mind, you thinking they ain't shit. So the first thing that happens, that goes awry, you're gonna run from it because you've already committed to the fact that they ain't shit. Um, or if you say nobody's nobody's uh, dating no more, nobody's taking dating serious, nobody's trying to get married. Well, you just committed to that statement. So it starts with the language that you use. If you say things like. My man don't listen or men don't listen or nobody understands me, then you've committed to that. So every time anything goes wrong, which it is going to go wrong, you're going to run from it because you've told yourself this is going to happen. And when it happens, you you prove it to yourself and then you run from it. Trust me, I've done it. This is what happens. Yeah, man, if I'm a one in a perfect situation, we wouldn't have been together. If, nah. if I was looking for my perfect woman, I wouldn't have been with Amla because what we were when we met, we were very raw materials. Very, very um, raw. Yes. Both of us in our own rights. Mm -hmm. And we needed each other's rawness to file us down and make us nice and smooth in who we are today. Right. So I challenge you to not look for a perfect situation. But look for a situation that is manageable, right? And if you feel it, go for it. Right. If you get your heart broken, if you get your heart broken, so what? Literally, if you don't get your heart broken, how do you learn? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if it works, run with it. But if you get your heart broken, look at the situation and go, okay, what did I like? What did I dislike? What can I learn from it? How can I be better? All open-ended questions that forces your mind to create an answer. That forces your mind to work. We we <laughs> we use our language so loosely, man, and we don't realize that we're these words that we use are creating a uh, almost a mantra. We say it so much that it becomes a mantra, mm -hmm. right? Bitches ain't shit. All right, and women like I ain't no bitch. Like in my mind. Bitches is all women. So I'm telling myself, all women ain't shit. Mm -hmm. If you say niggas ain't shit, whatever you identify as niggas, all of them ain't shit. So anytime anything happens, you're going to run from it. If I'm going to believe that niggas ain't shit, and she found out I was seeing somebody else, and she was like, fuck it, I'm done, she would have still been single. And so would have I. And so would I have. So, <laughs> so would have I. <laughs> yeah, man. So, guys, I challenge men, women however you identify push yourself challenge yourself be free live every day like it's your last if you're a person of color you know that it just might be so yolo live it up be true to yourself like seriously when living a double life will catch you it will catch up to you and it's stressful yeah <laughs> you can just live one life and be free and have no regrets um and I don't mean like I need money to go rob a bank, but I mean, tell somebody that you love them. Tell somebody how you really feel about them and 
have no regrets. Be free. Be free and be honest. Because a lie you got to remember, but the truth is always what it is. Uh That's why I tell the truth, because I can't remember lies. Um, That's all we got for you guys tonight, man. Please, if you have any questions, ask us questions. Um, Share, like, comment. Uh, What else you got, baby? Subscribe. Subscribe. (laughs) Other than that, oh, big shout out to our Patreon member, Earl Earl Gray. Appreciate you, brother. Um... We just dropped a photo shoot, guys. So the logo of the uh, podcast will be changing soon. It's going to be a little spicy. Remember, the name of the podcast is Let's Get Naked. Let's Get Naked, okay, guys? So it's going to be a little spicy, <laughs> but it's going to be a, it's going to be very um, appropriate for what we do. Yeah. We love you guys a bunch, man. Please, if you have any questions, hit us up. Let us know. If you want to be a Patreon member, you can be. Go to our Patreon page. Well, go to Stronger Together Productions and then you can click on the little Patreon there we go. tab. Okay. StrongTogetherProductions.com. Yep. Um, other than that, guys, it's been a pleasure. Until next time, this was Let's, Let's Get, Get Naked. Naked. Thank you for listening. We'd like to invite you all to get naked with us and follow us on Instagram at The Real Let's Get Naked. You can also DM us any questions that you might have, and we just might answer them on the podcast. Also, feel free to go to our website, where you can ask us questions as well at StrongerTogetherProductions.com. This podcast was brought to you in part by On The Rise Media.